Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Coffee and Convos podcast, where the best conversations happen over coffee. I'm so excited to be here again at Deja Brew Lounge over off University. It's such a quaint little spot. And sitting across from me is the lovely Devin Jones. I'm so excited. She's an incredible clarity coach, and she's also a public speaker. Thanks for having me, Alyssa. I'm Thank so excited. Thank you. I'm so glad we finally were able to like find a time. I know this was like planned pretty much like a month in advance. I'm mm-hmm. like, girl, you're so busy <laughs> doing so many cool things. Doing fun things. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, yes. Hopefully I have a good enough excuse, but I'm so glad that we made it work and I knew it would be the right timing Yay. whenever it happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So for those who don't really know who you are or mm-hmm. what you do, I'd love for you to just share a little bit of your story. Or yeah. as much as it, as much of it as you would like, honestly. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, my story um, goes back to when I was in college. Actually, um, I got to take this really cool course called Designing Your Life, which was really my first um, entree, my first uh, kind of window into the world of coaching and life coaching and uh, career coaching, which is what I do today. Um, so in this course, it was really a focus on who you are, what matters to you, what are your strengths and your values and your passions? What do you want to create in the world? Mm-hmm. I took it my senior year and anybody who's listening, who's a senior in college or has ever been a senior in college knows that like fear, like I'm about to drop off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do in the real world, quote unquote, after I finish? And so It was just the coolest experience to get someone to kind of guide me through these questions of what really matters to me, what is the mark that I'm making on this world, what is in alignment with who I am and and what I can create in this world. And so um, I actually got asked to be one of the teaching assistants on that class, which was super, super cool. It's the most popular class in all of um, the university. And I got to help my friends even go through these questions. So... um, circle back or a couple years later I actually found myself um, after working in marketing for a year a few years after I graduated from college which I loved I love marketing I loved um, pushing out a new product we did like a global launch of a, a first of its kind consumer product um, I was working in my family's business actually which was super cool and yeah. then I got to um, kind of our, our business was selling and I was like well, what do I want to do next we mm-hmm. didn't really want to stay on I felt like the sale of the business meant it was time for me to move on and I went out and I started doing all these informational interviews and asking people like what do you do what do you love about your job what don't you love about your job and just getting really um, curious about like these different opportunities that were out there and learning about jobs that I'd never heard of and so one of my friends had a super cool title on his Facebook page and it was a Gallup certified strengths coach and I was like that sounds super cool Mm -hmm. Um, I had known about strengths finder at the time I actually had taken that assessment in college but I was like I didn't know you could coach that I didn't know you could make a living out of this so I sat down with him for coffee, kind of like we are today. And what turned, what started as a 30-minute informational interview turned into a four-hour coaching conversation. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So the Starbucks shut down, and we had to go to Denny's because it's the only <laughs> place that was open at 10 o'clock at night. And yeah. so we went over to Denny's, and we continued this conversation. And looking at my strengths and having him kind of speak into my strengths and, and tell me things that you would really have to know me most of my life to understand about me was so eye-opening and revealing. And it helped me to realize, like, if I had known this when I was a college student, I would have maybe made some different choices or just at least um, had more clarity about who I am and what things are really going to feel good and what things are really going to light me up versus really drain me. Um, and so I decided I wanted to become a strengths coach and I specifically kind of put it out to the universe. Like I want to become a strengths coach and I want to work with college students and I want to help them have awareness wow. of who they are and the amazing gifts and talents that they had. Cause I spent so many years questioning what I have mm-hmm, to offer. Mm-hmm. I switched my major twice in college. I ended up landing in international relations, which I'm so grateful for, but I might've done something different if I had had more self-awareness. Um, and so what was really cool is I got my strength certification. I, I took a leap invested in becoming a certified strengths coach, which was super expensive. Um, but I <laughs> believed that something was going to fall in my path. And then like the month I got certified, um, a job at a local university here in San Diego um, opened up and they actually have an office of strengths and vocation. Oh my gosh. That so, is so awesome. It was literally perfect. And so I've been there for the past four years. I get to coach students on their strengths finder themes on what they do naturally well on things that energize them, things that drain them. I help them pick their majors. I help them get internships and jobs. It's literally a dream job. It's been so fun. Um, and so that's how I spend my, my days. And then also two years ago, I, I wanted to add another thing, a second income stream, as well as a second challenge, mm-hmm. which was to coach people that are past the college age. So I started coaching like women. Like you. <laughs> so, yeah. So I love like, like the 25 to 35 age yeah. range of like, 
who am I now? Okay, I've had one job and now I want to figure out what's my next thing and how do mm -hmm. I continue to grow and how do I, now I want to, I need to make more money or I'm getting married or I want to have a family and like I, I have different needs, I have different priorities. Oh my gosh. And so I've been having, I've had that job for two years and on March 29th, that will be my full-time gig. So I'm, <gasps> I'm jumping into that. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Thank you. That is amazing. Thank you. Are so you terrified? Fun. Um, I'm not actually, if I can tell you what's going on. Um, so, mm. so I actually have an amazing ex opportunity to go with my husband to move to Barcelona. <gasps> yeah. Stop it, Devin. Yes, I know. It's, it's really once in a lifetime. Another thing that like I just prayed for, put out into the universe, manifested. And, um, ever since my husband and I were dating like four and a half years ago, we said we wanted to live overseas before. Oh my God. I feel like I'm getting really <laughs> emotional. Like this is so cute. It's so, yeah. I it's love really it. Special. That's incredible. So, anyway, I kind of need that little kick out the door otherwise I probably would have never left my job because mm. I love it so 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 much um, but I know that it's time for me to do other things and I know that what I give to these college students is necessary for people in all walks of life and so as I'm over in Spain um, when my husband got transferred for his job they have an office over there I'm gonna be working full-time on uh, a course that I've developed that uh, we can talk about yes mm -hmm. Wow Devin that's like so much to unpack but also not because I'm just like <laughs> girl you are such like a superwoman. This is so exciting. Thank you. From I know we've connected like yeah. multiple times before mm -hmm. and just like in passing even, right? But mm -hmm. I feel like we never really met each other in person, maybe until like Samantha's painting class. Probably. I think it was yeah, yeah. following you and following what you were doing yeah. the podcast for months <laughs> until we met in, in real life. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. And it was just like we got to paint at um, one of Samantha's workshops and you know Sam she's hey, she Sam. was I know <laughs> Sam is amazing and she was on the podcast I think like episode four or something. But oh uh, and it was talking all about you know like painting our feelings and putting mm -hmm. all of that mm -hmm. into like into like a physical thing and that yeah. was really cool and I thought yeah. it tied so well with like what you do because yeah. you you handle you like you have to like manage people's emotions and like skills oh, and stuff like that like totally well you want to know something really cool yes, about that workshop please. too I need to call Sam and tell her that this happened so at this workshop I was thinking about what do I want to paint about what's really on my heart Oh do you know gosh. where I'm going? Yes. Okay. Just go. Just <laughs> so I literally, I looked at the colors like of Spain and the Spanish flag and the colors are red and orange and white. And uh, my paintings are red, orange, and white. Yeah. And I've had them above my bed ever since then. This was before there was any possibility. Stop it. Yeah, so every single day and every single night, I look at these paintings and I was like, we will go to Spain. We are doing no this. No way. Yeah. Girl, I'm like literally <laughs> losing my shit right now. That is so cool. Yeah. So thank you to Sam for, yeah, like for her, it's using art as a mechanism to really process what's going mm -hmm. on in your life and put mm -hmm. out your dreams into the world. and. For me, I do that with my clients more through conversations, journaling, meditation, visualizations. There's those yeah. different modes. Um, but it's all about just trying to be who we are called to be, who we've been designed to be. And I feel like Absolutely. you do the same thing in like hosting conversation for people to talk about what they love and what they want to yeah. create and what they are creating in the world. It's kind of crazy that you say that, though, because like, there's times where I feel like so unsure about it, mm. you know, and I'm sure you come across people who feel the same. I mean, myself. Like, yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's like it's overwhelming. There's days where I'm just like a oh, thousand percent confident, like this is it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do amazing things. I'm doing amazing things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like some days like. I don't know if it was just like the rain today, but I'm just like, man, like I'm mm. I'm like reflecting on like how far I've come. But I also feel like what what could I be doing differently yeah. or am I like, is this the right thing I could be doing? You know, I don't know. Like we, we, we don't, don't know. know. I think that also what you're bringing up is something that's so common and something that I have honestly struggled with most of my life, which is like waiting for the courage or the clarity before we go for something Ooh. and you haven't waited because you've been doing this you know? and you're still <laughs> asking yourself the questions which is totally natural but I think people think like I'll act when I feel brave or I'll act mm. when I know this is the right way or yeah. I'll move and do that thing and I'll take the leap when I know but courage is is doing it in the spite of fear like doing it afraid and I think action creates the courage like you do mm -hmm. something and you see oh mm -hmm. I didn't die I'm okay <laughs> I can yeah. go and you know ask that person that I'm so you know intimidated by or who I think is amazing I can ask them to be on my podcast or I can ask them to get coffee with me and they're gonna say yes or maybe they'll ignore me or they say no and I still survived it um or like going for a job like you know people feel like oh I'm totally not qualified it's like 
so so then they don't they don't respond to your application yeah. like what's the worst that can happen right um so i i i'm very much like biased to action like just act and prototype your life and test things out that was what the informational interviews were about like mm. i didn't know if i would ever be go into politics like i talked to somebody who was in politics but i i wouldn't know until i asked until i kind okay. of tried it on and yeah. like got myself in their shoes mm-hmm. um so Action always, action leads to courage. That's what Action I leads to courage. I love that. Courage is actually my word of the year. So I try and think about it all the time. Like, have courage and have faith that everything's going to work out. You just need to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, go mm-hmm. in like each day, like, mm-hmm. you got this, no matter what's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. you'll move past like the hurdles and, oh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's hard, but like, that's life, right? Like mm-hmm. we go through difficult things and. Um, and I'll, yeah, but aside from that, (laughs) I'd love to hear about like your process when you do have clients and like what people can expect if they were to like, you -hmm. know, seek guidance from you. Yeah. Thanks for asking. So I work with clients on a couple different things. So my first thing that I do is uh, called a career boot camp, And so that is when it's like, help, I desperately hate what I'm doing. I need to move out of this job or this space or my boss or whatever. And it is a one month intensive where we work every single week for an hour. And then I also give lots of homework. So it's really, I believe momentum is key whenever we're Mm. trying to make a change in our lives and you have to hit the ground running and you just have to go. And so I help to create the momentum because I'm like, Hey, I want that email from you about your, you know, updated resume in three days. And it's a, what I call benevolent pressure. I don't want to make people feel overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just need someone to say, Hey, I'm expecting you or like, Hey, I believe you can do this. And people, you will rise to the challenge. Um, and so um, in the career boot camp, we talk through your values, your vision, your strengths, um, and your priorities in your life. And so we kind of get clarity on all those things. We mm-hmm. look at where you've been. I have one of my favorite activities is I have people write their career story. When I first Ooh. put it out there, I was like, is anybody going to enjoy doing this? And people, my clients will come back to me with like four or five pages about their career and how it goes back to when they were six years old oh, and they wow. wanted to be a singer or they wanted to do mm-hmm. this. Or they, and it's really cool because we find a common thread. We always find a common thread of the things that they've done so far have led them to where they are today. And rather than looking back and saying, oh, I took that dead end job and blah, 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 and being hard on themselves for what they see as having been mistakes, they get to reframe that into, I learned through these challenges. Having that really horrible boss in my second job or having that job where I, I got fired because I couldn't do it mm-hmm. taught me mm-hmm. these things about myself, taught me these things that I want and that I don't want, taught me what I know about you know now this new understanding of who I am and what I have to offer and what matters to me. Um, so I do a lot of like journal exercises and visualizing, okay, what would it look like to walk into your, you just got your dream job, it's your first day, what are you wearing, where are you walking in, what does the office look like, or the space if it's your studio, mm-hmm. or you just quit your job and you started working for yourself, what did your home office look like? Oh man. You know, it's yeah. like start to really visualize yourself walking into that space, what you're wearing, who you're talking to, what are your colleagues like, what's the project that you're going to work on, what's the first thing you want to do. Um, and getting them to get excited about their career. I mean, you probably can hear it in my voice, but like, I love this stuff. You know, I yes, love. Yes, absolutely. I, I can hear it. <laughs> every woman, like, I want every woman to love what they do for a living. Mm-hmm. We have, most of us have to work. You're working at least 40 hours a week. You're putting time into something. It takes you away from your family, your hobbies, other things that you love usually. So why not make it the best that it can be? Yeah. And why not make it a way for you to express your gifts into the world and to serve not only the people that you're you know serving with your company but also to serve your family and to like mm. re-energize you make it a positive feedback loop yeah and i really believe that's possible for everybody but we settle for this belief that work is just a grind a lot uh, of times mm-hmm. you know and i don't think it has to be that way ah that so, is so i kind of deviated from your question yeah no no, no. <laughs> but that's so that's one of the things that's one I- thing, <laughs> yes oh i can talk about this forever. okay sorry and then my other thing is a three-month clarity coaching package and that is a more holistic look so i i have had some people who do the one month um boot camp and then they go into the three months of more of a holistic look at all of my life what's in alignment what's out of alignment and we i really use the lens of well-being out of gallup the gallup organization which also created the strengths finder assessment and um in that in that kind of tool it's five different areas of well-being there's your social well-being that's the love and relationships in your life physical well-being being able to do physically in your body what 
what people on average your age do. Financial well-being, feeling like you're in control of your finances and you're going in a good direction. Community well-being, which makes you feel like you're part of something greater than yourself. Maybe that is a community that you're part of, a church or a spiritual group that you're part of, and also feeling safe in your environment where Mm -hmm. you live. Mm -hmm. And then the most critical one, which is purpose slash career. So the career component is in there, and the career component is actually, they find it's the most um, important piece of that wheel of those five slices, if you will. Because if that's out of whack, everything else is more likely to be out of whack. Oh, wow. Um, So the three-month program, we look at all five of those areas. And what they found from the research from Gallup after polling millions of people in over 130 countries is that only 7% of people are thriving in all five areas. No way. 7%? Only 7% (gasps) of the world's population feel that they can self-report. I'm doing well in my physical, community, social, um, financial, and career well-being. And so I want that number to increase, and I, I'm kind of on a mission to help we, people feel the power to increase that percentage for themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's insane. Mm-hmm. How did you, like, I know you briefly shared your story of, like, how you came across this, and you're mm-hmm. like, you know, it just, like, sparked that joy for you, and mm-hmm. you wanted to pursue it, mm-hmm. but... I know you had mentioned that, like, you kind of felt lost in those moments before then, like, what was your experience, like, actually finding it? And, like, how did you know that you wanted to, like, latch onto that and be like, okay, this is it. This is the thing. Yeah. That's, I'm laughing. I'm smiling because it's, it's funny because I had what I call kind of a face the music moment, um, which was I have been doing this job as a career coach at the university for two years, and I was really good at it. I was seeing more students than have ever been been seen in a semester. I was having more recurring appointments. There were all the metrics that showed, like, I was killing it at the job. And then I felt like, oh, this isn't good enough. Helping other people find their career path is kind of, I thought it was a cop-out for me Mm. finding my true career path. And so I, I went out searching for like, what is my real thing? Like as if I had faked myself into thinking that this was really what I was meant to do. And so I went out and I was gonna, I was studying for the GMAT. I was gonna go to get my MBA. I thought I wanted to be, you know, like um, a business leader in the startup world or something. And then I, I would get close to that. And then I was like, wait, this doesn't feel right. Really? I, I would keep kind of questioning myself. And it was really ironic as a career coach too because I help people through these blocks yeah so I had a lot of self-doubt around that that time it was um really like half of 2017 half of 2018 um and and then I I kept looking at other options and I think grad school was like a big thought for me that this is the next step like really successful people you know I had this limiting belief or this bias that like really successful people quote unquote go Mm -hmm. to grad school and Mm -hmm. a lot of the people around me because since I've been in higher education most people have at least a master's many have a PhD right and so I was kind of hell-bent on going to do that and then I thought okay wait maybe it's not MBA maybe it's therapy I have a lot of friends who are therapists so I actually got into a a therapy program I was like enrolled I was gonna go and then I was like that's not it either it wasn't excuse me, it wasn't, it wasn't that, it wasn't MBA, it wasn't therapy, and I kept coming back to, I love what I do on a daily basis, and then I started to ask myself, why do I feel like it needs to change? Oh, because I have this limiting belief that this isn't good enough, that me helping others to find their passion and to find their path is a cop-out for mm-hmm. my own path, and then I had this face the music moment of, I'm really good at this, and I'm really good at helping others to figure out what they're meant to do, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that being my path. Um, and that's when I went really like fall of last year and my husband's like something changed in you you just kicked it into high gear and I really did I kicked it into high gear with my business because I was like this is fully worthwhile being my career path and maybe it will change down the line but for now this like feels that's very much that's the thing that's like okay this is it like this is it this is, and it's oh, okay man. and it's not yeah. a cop-out and people need it, you know? Like, yeah. And it's something I love. Why would I walk away from something like you hear me talking about this? Like, yeah, it makes exactly. me so happy. I don't know why I felt the need to walk away from something that made me happy. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, gosh. Wow. Like, I love all of this. And I know that you're just onto some amazing things. Mm-hmm. Something I do want to talk about before we move on, mm-hmm. before I forget, mm-hmm. um, is kind of what you had talked about at um, You Belong Here. Mm-hmm. So... When they had their grand opening, you did this amazing, amazing um, speech about belonging. And I just loved your personal anecdote and how you expressed how we all feel like we don't belong. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something we all struggle with. I know I have personally, and I've shared this in the podcast in the past, that 
growing up, like, I went to seven different schools. Wow. So for me to, like, you know, start over Mm -hmm. and then, like, I hated it, you know, and it just felt like uh, I don't want to do this again because I just felt like I found my people and then I was taken away from it because we moved or Mm -hmm. what have you. And then, yeah, it was just a struggle. And I never really had that like solid core group of friends Mm -hmm. that, you know, we all kind of see while we grow up like, oh, man, they've been friends since like they were three years old or they went to they've been they've known each other since kindergarten. Like I've never had that. So I'd love to hear your perspective and I I don't expect you to like reiterate the speech, but I just love to hear more about like the topic of belonging and yeah, your thoughts. Yeah, thanks for asking (laughs) about that. And I think it does integrate with, I know it does integrate with the work that I do because Mm -hmm. as Brene Brown says, belonging is an inside game. We have to start with ourselves. So whether it is looking for your career path or looking to make a community in a new city that you've moved to or um, find belonging in your neighborhood, um, it has to start from within. And so um, belonging for me has been a fraught uh, subject and has been um, something I struggled with because of a couple things. Um, One, I come from a mixed race family and so my mom is Mexican, Latina, and my dad is European, white. And um, and it was, it was kind of like I wasn't enough of any one thing at any mm. time. Like, I wasn't Mexican enough, quote-unquote, to hang out with those the Mexican crowd or the crew or the, those people. Or And I wasn't, when I was, like, only with white people, I felt like there was a part of me that I couldn't really live out. Um, and it became really exacerbated and magnified when I moved from, the, like, South San Diego. We grew up in Chula Vista. Oh, yeah. My family had a maquiladora factory in Tijuana. And so, like, I grew up with this very cross-border life where every single day my mom, like, she had four kids, so she was always pregnant at some point. And she would, like, <laughs> tote us all down across the border, and we would hang out in this factory. My family's business um, manufactured speakers. And so, like, loud like speakers that like, you listen to, music. And so we were, I just have all these memories of, like, running around the factory floor and all my tias down there, and they would, like, give us snacks and stuff. And then eventually we got too rowdy for the factory and the office. And so we had, like, a nanny that was down in Tijuana, and my mom would drop us off at the nanny. And, and Spanish was my first language, and it was, like... I look back on those days and it, it, I, sometimes I forget that that was really my childhood because oh, wow. then there was this whole middle time. Mm-hmm. At the age of nine, my parents moved us away from the border. The factory moved over to Asia. This was a lot of things oh, wow. were changing. Manufacturing mm-hmm. was, you know, Asia was like really growing and Mexico was losing a lot of factories. And so I got like this li- literal physical and emotional distance from that part of myself that was easier to connect to when I was around um, you know that culture, my own my own culture, more frequently, and so I went to a school where I was the only Hispanic girl in the whole school, and I was oh, wow. like the only girl who I could tell had like darker skin. And I remember that cliche moment of bringing I had chicken mole and I brought it to school. People were like, "Ooh, that looks like poop because <laughs> it's brown." Oh. I don't know, but chicken yeah, mole yeah, is yeah. so good. It is like, so good. I was like, "You're lost, guys," because it's <laughs> delicious. But anyway, so belonging in that regard, like, was. It just, I, I had this moment where I felt such clear belonging growing up in those childhood days where it was innocent and easy, and then at the age of nine, just kind of being ripped out of that. And so I really struggled for probably the next like 10 or 11 years to figure out where do I belong, um, because I no longer felt like I belonged culturally, and then I was in a new school. Being a new kid, I don't know how you did it mm, sometimes, because yeah. <laughs> it was hard. I had to do it only twice, and I remember taking such a long time to recover from that. Um, and then I was also a total nerd. Like I, I said in the speech, like I love Lord of the Rings. That was yeah. like my my weekly thing was like to watch Lord of the Rings or like I learned Elvish at one point. Oh my, oh my gosh, that's so like, funny. Seriously, yeah. silly things. <laughs> I love that. But I think I think what needed to change is um, like a self acceptance and belonging to myself first, which is again another Brene Brown thing. She said, "Braving the wilderness is like the the Bible of belonging." She's so good in that book of just giving lots of tips. Um, but yeah, I think I think belonging first to ourselves, and and part of that, I actually work with my clients. It's just this morning I was working with a client um, who struggles to really integrate and accept her high school self. Um, oh. As you know, as many of us do, because yeah. we were either you know weird or made bad decisions or right. whatever. High school is a rough time, and so I had her kind of close her eyes and visualize herself and see herself at school and what was she wearing and what did she look like and kind of give her her younger self a message from her new self. 
And she said these really beautiful things about you are loved, you're safe, you're enough. And I had to do that to myself, but I couldn't even start with my high school self because I had a lot of shame around who I was at that stage in my mm-hmm. life. So I had to find a picture of myself when I was two and a half. And I pulled out this picture and I looked at her and I was like, I started to think about what I would want to tell that little girl. Wow. And I started to tell her things about you're enough, you are beautiful, you are a Latina girl, you're going to grow up, you can speak the language. I started to like affirm her. And it sounds crazy, but it was incredibly healing. And then as I did it to a two-year-old who's really easy to love, you can see any two-year-old, right? Most yeah. two-year-olds, I know they're terrible too, right? <laughs> but like most two-year-olds are adorable and you can love them. And then I slowly started to love my older version, my middle school self, who I had a lot of embarrassment and shame towards in my awkward years or whatever. And then I started to love my high school self and then even my college self who made all, you know, tons of mistakes, guys and, Absolutely. you know, things it like happens, that. Absolutely, yeah. And... And as I belonged more to myself, and as we do that, and we are okay with who we are, we attract others because we are no longer asking them to prove that we're worthy. We're no longer mm. asking. We're no longer giving them the verdict of whether or not we're loved because we've just we've claimed it. That's who we are. Yeah. And then we can. What I love is we can extend belonging to others. Once oh, we've found that, that in mm-hmm. ourselves, it's like, oh hey, you feel left out. Hey, come on in, Alyssa. Like you're awesome. I think you're so great. And if someone else is having a moment of weakness or if we're having a moment of weakness, if we can belong together, there's really power Mm -hmm. in that. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh, I love that. There is such a power of being better together. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I really learned about the power of collaboration and um, belonging just even through this podcast alone. Right. Like Mm -hmm. because it was, gosh, like almost four years ago when I was just like, man, like I don't really have like a tribe, you know, Mm. even like in this creative world, especially just here in San Diego alone. Like I came like at that time, I, I probably like reiterate this all the time in almost every episode, but I'm like, Oh, I came from like when I graduated, my boyfriend at the time broke up with me. Mm. Um, my best friend at the time moved away and I I was alone so it was very like Mm -hmm. I felt like the same thing I was like I was back in high school again you know or mm -hmm. exactly and I was like gosh not again like this is like one of my worst nightmares you know but I was just like okay there's like over a bajillion people here in San Diego okay like I think I'm gonna be fine I just don't know how to find them Mm -hmm. um and it wasn't until like one of our mutual friends my um took me to like a a gathering and then that's where I met Ian who's my now boyfriend which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy and he introduced me to this world of entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. stuff and so I think it just goes to show kind of like what you said like even these situations they mm-hmm. kind of like push everything that you don't even need that you you think you need but you don't need like yeah. out of the picture so you could be uncomfortable and figure out what it is that you do really need it yeah. like need in your life yeah. and it was that like weird uncomfortability and that change that like I was able to find like where I belonged and like you said it was like self acceptance and I was just like okay I'm just like this girl who really enjoys coffee and like having conversations yeah. with people yeah. I'm gonna go with it and you had to get uncomfortable with rejection too. oh my god it was so yeah it was you can't have yeah. belonging if you're not willing to try and have someone say actually I'm not interested in that or sorry I'm busy yeah and not take it too personally exactly and I think that's what people are afraid of too is that you'd be surprised because I actually haven't really gotten that many rejections. Maybe like just a non-response, which Mm -hmm. is a rejection in its own, I suppose. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I think when people understand like where your heart is and like why you're doing something Mm -hmm. and if it's for the, like if you have intention and purpose behind it, Mm -hmm. like people will really just fuck with it. And I think Mm -hmm. it's awesome that Mm -hmm. um, this is a concept that I had like years ago and Mm -hmm. I was just like, and now taking it to a podcast so people could really like feel like you know and and hear your voice and Mm -hmm. like really hear your story coming from Mm -hmm. your mouth because at first it was literally just like I would transcribe everything and it would take forever yeah oh just on the Instagram photos yeah and I was just like gosh this is taking so long efficiency girl I mm -hmm. love it I love it and then how great is this like you and I get to sit down and have coffee and you get to create something that maybe people yes people will listen you know and and hopefully they learn something from our conversation oh my gosh yeah and I yeah exactly like I would so kind of transitioning Uh into like all the fun things that you're Mm -hmm. up to and what value everyone's kind of learning from you. 
<laughs> that was our last podcast guest if you didn't <laughs> listen to him already <laughs> um but if yeah just getting some insights as to like what you're working on and what you give to people beyond like coaching like you really do get into the heart and soul of mm. understanding other people and giving them like actionable advice beyond like all of this yeah thanks yeah it's crazy because it sometimes I'm like I'm just having a conversation and I'm just mm. sharing my insights on things and it's crazy that I get paid to do this you know yeah. when I when I first got my job at the university I was like what this is a job like when are they gonna tell me <laughs> I have to you know like go do something else but anyway um yeah I think uh I was actually reflecting back to a coach I had a coaching session before starting here and realizing this goes back to when I was a kid like they always told me I was an old soul and I've been told I was wise since I was like eight years old like which eight-year-old is wise you know yeah, but there's yeah. just something and I, I do believe you can have an old soul and I think that's kind of um, what I have to offer is just that clarity and reflection to others. And then in terms of really the practicals, um, I alluded to the course earlier in our conversation. So I'm really, really excited for the launch of this course called The Soul Career. And it came, it was birthed actually at Disneyland. I was at Disneyland. I guess you just get so inspired by the story of Disney and yeah. what he believed before anybody believed in him and just the magnitude and the creativity there. And so um, I was there with my husband and as I was driving home, I was like, I need you to drive. I have so many ideas. And I sat on my phone and I just wrote out basically the whole course. No way. And it came from this concept of I was getting so many women who needed what I have to offer, um, but they were like between jobs or in a financial place where they could not afford one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. And so I thought, you know what? This doesn't have to happen one-on-one. -on -one. These concepts that I've developed over four years of coaching and also my time back in college when I was part of that course, um, they could all be done in community. And in fact, sometimes it's better in community because you oh, learn yeah, from one another. For sure. So the soul career is the brainchild of that. And it's a six month course that's done online and in community where um, we'll work through each month has kind of a different theme and a different topic where we start to look at what is your story what is your narrative what are your values what are your strengths what are your priorities and um, I've learned that it takes between four and six months to make a meaningful career transition so I want to give that buffer of like you can be in this for six months someone might get clarity and move into their dream career within you know month two but there's still going to be value months three four five six that is going to be helpful for your life because we're looking at who you are what's your narrative um, learning to build your own leadership style like mm -hmm. people can use that no matter what career they choose to do and I think there will be uh, some people that go through this who then decide you know making their own career is a thing you know and like going out and doing entrepreneurship um, so I'm really, really excited for that course and to bring together 25 women who will be working through these different themes together. And it's going to be all online, but we get together over Zoom once a oh, week. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So they'll have homework to do. They're going to have a monthly meditation and video trainings. And I brought together, um, this is a, one of the things that I was saying earlier, like being afraid of asking someone that we're like intimidated by or inspired yeah. by. I asked nine people that I wanted to join the course and probably half of them. I was like, no way they're going to say no. Like they're too good for me. They're whatever. I made up all these stories in my head and they all were like over the moon to say yes. And so that was cool to I even see like they just offered their time for this program and they're bringing in their expertise on strengths on femininity on entrepreneurship on leadership and so it's not just my voice they're going to learn from these other people who that are really is awesome walking the walk. yeah um so yeah that's gonna so um it's opening uh the course will open this month in february um and then we really start diving into the content in march april may june july um which will be great and i will be in spain like i said Ooh, earlier i'll be so in barcelona exciting. but it shouldn't affect the course at all because yeah. everything's going to be pre-recorded and, and loaded on there for people to go through at their own pace that is so cool mm -hmm. i feel like especially just like as a consumer, I get so overwhelmed with all of the different like programs and like different things that are out there that I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like I don't even know if it's like right for me mm -hmm. or like if this is what I need in my life right now, right? Or yeah. like, you know, we see it all the time on like Instagram ads even totally. that pop up, especially in the new year. I was like, gosh, there's so many. I know, I was everyone like, was doing their launch yeah. in January. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, this is so cool, yeah, but like, yeah. dang, it's so intimidating. Yeah. Um, like I don't know how to phrase this but as someone who's like as intimidated as say like I am and like mm -hmm. I don't really know like if 
this is something that I would want to put my time into. And I'm just like, because it's scary, Mm -hmm. you know? It's just like, as much as I know it's something that I need and I know that it'll benefit me and, Mm -hmm. like, my future self, Mm -hmm. there's always that, like, slight hesitation, Mm -hmm. you know? So what would you say? That's a good question. That's a good practice for me (laughs) to figure out... um, those those fears are totally normal. I had them when I also went through my own coaching course when I received coaching from my coach, Madison Headland, who's amazing, and I, I had to ask some questions. I think it's really about, um, do you believe you're worth having a life and a career that you love? And if you believe that you're worth that, then a six-month investment of time and attention could lead to decades of clarity and moving forward feeling more than anything empowered that you are in control of your career that it's not just the market or who's gonna give you a job or any external factor but that Mm -hmm. you are in charge and so i think who would want and need this course is someone i say who believes that she's made for more that um, has potential that has dreams that has ambition but it's just kind of feeling like something doesn't feel right they're either stuck or it's just out of sync and their day-to-day is not as meaningful or as fulfilling as they thought it would be. Mm. You know, they might have this like great spark when they wake up in the morning and then one hour into work, that's just died down. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the triggers like really hard Mondays, like that's a sign if your Mondays are really, really hard. Mondays is the day that we start work, right? So like for most people, that's not their favorite day of the week. But if you feel like that you're a different person on the weekend and you're vibrant and you love your life and then Monday rolls around and you don't feel that way, there's something that's out of alignment there. Yeah. Um, so clarity on, on what is your purpose and wanting to really have something that makes you feel like you're making a contribution to the world and that lights you up. You talked about sparking joy. I love that because I've been watching Marie Kondo. Yeah, that's kind of where I got the term. I was like, yeah, I cleaned up my closet. I was like, this is totally, joy. Totally. <laughs> I feel like your job should spark joy. Like when people ask you at a party, what do you do? You should be excited to tell them. And if you're not, there's something that's maybe not right there and mm-hmm. I believe that you can be like, I love it when people ask me what I do when I'm at a party yeah they have to show me up I have to like tell, okay do I do the 30 second version or the three oh minute gosh, version because so I can go on forever yeah and I, I don't think that that's abnormal I actually have a lot of friends and I know a lot of people who really really truly do, do love what they do it's not just lip service they love it and so if you don't feel that way this would be something and if you I think if you are afraid of reaching for more I think that's probably the sign right like that's a sign fear is a, is like what comes right before transformation damn that's so true that's such a great I'm like trying to soak that all in <laughs> I love that I know snaps <laughs> oh gosh I love that thank you so much Devin I'm like we could just end it right here I'm just saying <laughs> we're not going to but I feel like I, I'm afraid of everything, but that's a different story. <laughs> we should talk about that. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> what, yeah. What we're afraid of. What we're afraid is a clue to maybe the direction we're supposed to go in. Yeah. You know, like I talk about on my, on my sales page for the course, I actually talk about my experience interviewing for the job that I've had for the past four years. And I was in the fetal position on my boyfriend, now husband, on his couch. And I was like, I'm going to cancel the interview. I can't do it. I'm terrified. And he was like, I've never seen you like this. What's going on? And I was like, I I can't do it. I'm so scared. I don't know how I got to round three interviews, but they're going to find out. They're going to know I'm a fraud and I Mm. just need to cancel now and I'm not going to go. And he was like, get up off the couch. You need to prepare. I had to do a 20 minute presentation and I hadn't done anything. And the interview was the next day. Oh, wow. So I basically pulled an all nighter. (laughs) And I was like, the fear was because I had so much passion and I wanted it so badly. And I'm really grateful that he didn't let me, you know, cop out and call and say, sorry, I'm sick or whatever. Um, But now whenever I feel fear, I felt this before speaking at You Belong Here. I almost called Nick and canceled it because I was terrified. Oh, yeah, you did mention that. Yeah, but it's like that for me, I now know I'm like, this is a clue. This is my growth. This is something that I'm actually supposed to go towards, Mm -hmm. not back away from. Yeah. Wow, I love that. Mm -hmm. And you are such a great public speaker, by the way. Like, I love that. There was maybe like a room of like 50, 70 people just like hearing your your perspective on belonging and like we could all relate like 
Ian and I were just like, damn, shaking our damn head. Like, oh yeah. You're right, girl. You're right. Uh, we all, we've all. That, I like talking about things that are just it's the human experience. Things mm-hmm. like belonging. Things like purpose. Like we all experience it, and we all know what it feels like to not have it. So yeah. Um, it's a shared experience. And when one person talks about it, this is why I love Renee Brown. She talks about the things that nobody else wanted to talk about. And now we all are talking about it. It's Shame true. and vulnerability. Cause it's she very started. true. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. Like vulnerability is like one of my like favorite things about having this podcast is that mm-hmm. people are willing to open up. And I, I don't know if it's because over the cup of coffee mm-hmm. and the company and just like, it's a little bit more intimate than say, you know, inviting someone over lunch and you guys are like, you know, stuffing your face with yeah. food and you're just like sounding your teeth. Yeah. yeah. And well, that you was also a- are very warm and you are very inviting. So it feels like to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> um, I'd love to hear more about your public speaking experience and how you got into that. And if that's something that you want to like delve more into. Yeah. I um, actually, when I was six years old, I did my first speech meet. And what? so um, I guess I, I loved public speaking since I was a little girl. Um, I memorized like a whole like chapter in the Bible because I went to this Christian Whoa. school. And so I, I memorized it at the age of six and then I recited it. Um, and I loved There's this thing that we used to do where you would like memorize either like poetry, prose, or you could do an original piece and then you would present it. And I did that from first grade through like um, ninth grade. And so I loved it and it was always someone else's work, but like making it my own as taking this like 10 minute monologue and then dramatizing it and making it my own was really fun. Um, But it's very different from speaking about something that you create. And so Mm. that was like a growth edge for me was for me to actually develop what do I want to say about this thing and what is my original thoughts on it? I, I feel... I'm always nervous before I speak, always, every time. Um, But then you kind of flow and it starts feeling good. So it started back then. And then with this job, really, that I got, um, being a strengths coach, you do a lot of, like, workshops and facilitation. I do that in addition to my one-on-one coaching and now the course. Um, So I'll I'll coach, like, a room of 30 managers on how they can use their strengths to be better leaders and to help their, their team. And so I do, like, medium-sized groups. And then also um, at the university, I've spoken to, every single year, I speak to all 800 incoming students oh, wow. on StrengthsFinder. Yeah, so we get together all in the gym, and it's just, like, rah, rah. Like, it's your first day on campus. It's Saturday of new student orientation. Mm-hmm. And we just inspire them. We're like, these are your strengths. This is who you are. You're here to make a difference. Like, you're here to enjoy yeah. your college years. Um and so that's, that was definitely, every time I do that, it's intimidating because it's such a large audience. Um, but I, I feel like I, I haven't put myself out there as like, I'm a public speaker, please hire me because I'm really focusing on my coaching and my course right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but if people ask me, like I'm so willing, I'm, I was so flattered that Nick asked me at her grand opening because it's, yeah. you know, it's such an intimate personal thing for mm-hmm. her grand opening of this space. Um, and I'm, I'm doing another... Um, doing some public speaking for a group of high school girls who are kind of like um, just needing to be inspired to believe bigger. They come from um, more troubled backgrounds. Oh, so I love um, that. So a lot of it is around the strengths finder theme. Yeah, that's kind of what I do. So for those who don't know mm-hmm. what strengths finders is, mm-hmm. yeah, what is that? that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the strengths finder is it's an assessment that's been around for over 20 years and it's developed by the Gallup organization, which does like Gallup polling. They're a huge research organization. And it goes back to research from the 1950s, actually from Donald Clifton, who was a PhD student who wanted to really change the narrative from looking at what's wrong with people. Because when he was in school studying psychology in the 1950s, it was all about the DSM, which is all about what's wrong with people, all about these dysfunctions. And so he was like, what if we were to instead focus on what's right with people yeah that was his real thesis question I love that so he went around and they studied people from nearly every country around the world they partnered with the Gallup organization which had massive uh, you know access to pull people millions of people and they found that there were 400 different talents that people had they distilled them down to 400 but 400 is a lot so then they partnered all those and they put them into these 34 buckets which we call themes so you can have a theme like adaptability positivity ideation um, analytical and there's these 34 different words and when you take the strengths finder assessment you get your top five you can pay for your full 34 which i've done and i know them all but most people just get their top five 
And from the top five, that's where you can learn about what are t the themes are natural patterns of thought, feeling, and behavior that can be productively applied. So if you have the strength of ideation, you need opportunities where you can ideate, where you can brainstorm, where you can put new concepts out into the world and not necessarily have to act on them all, but just think about possibilities, right? And, and you need to be in, an, in a job and in, in a lifestyle that allows you to think about possibilities, right? Wow. If, you are in, if you have the strength of focus, which is really good at focusing on a goal and getting to the finish line, you need to be in a place that allows you to like single task and like focus on <laughs> yeah. one thing at a time and get deep work. And so the strengths finder gives that clarity that you can understand in your career, but also it's been like it's so, so helpful for my marriage and for all my relationships, even with my family. I had all my family and all my friends. Oh my gosh. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so just learning about, Oh, this is how they, they tick because we kind of think that people should think the way that we think, like right. why did they do that? Or why mm -hmm. did they say that? Because we're in our own head, but we're not in their head. And so when we get in, when we can have a theme or a word, it can help us to understand that our differences make us better. Um, so like I have the strength of positivity and my husband has the strength of restorative. And that's a really great combo. So positivity is going to look on the bright side, assume the best, always look for the silver lining, believe that things are working in your favor, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Restorative is looking for problems in the world. Oh, it's wow. It's like almost the opposite. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so what's funny is I actually literally asked the universe, asked God to bring me a person with restorative. And then my husband showed up in my life three oh weeks gosh, later, that's which is so what? weird. Yeah. Three weeks later, I asked him on our second date. I was like, have you taken strengths finder? And he says, yeah. I said, what are your strengths? And he says, restorative develop and literally his first one. Yes. Yeah. And then I proposed. No, just kidding. No, no, no. He proposed like a year and a half later, but, um, seriously, like things are powerful. You put it out in the world and, and they happen to you. But anyways, for those two, it's really interesting. It's a, it's been a dynamic that we've had to navigate because I'm always like, Oh, no worries. Like the leak is sinking. No big deal. Like we'll fix that eventually. And he's like, we need to fix this now because mm. what if our water biller, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so I, I'm grateful that I have that in my life because otherwise I probably would ignore things that could become real problems. But he also needs to lean into my positivity and not think that the sky is always falling. Mm. And then we both need to appreciate that we see the world differently and be able to say, I really like that about you, um, but I just see it differently. Or yeah. can we kind of dial that down a little bit and just kind of communicate around that theme? So it doesn't become this is who you are, but it's like this is a part of you and I can actually celebrate that rather than get annoyed Ooh. by it. Gosh, I love that. I feel like, you know, I've been with Anne for almost two years now mm -hmm. it, and we've known each other for almost six mm -hmm. and it took us a long time to really understand like one another because like same thing, like coming from the dynamic of being best friends mm -hmm. to being mm -hmm. a couple was such a transition yeah. because like, you know, you expect things would be the same, but like, you know, changing that dynamic of just your relationship status because like yeah. now we're like both like committed to each other we're a couple like mm -hmm. we we're each other's partners and mm -hmm. it do like the communication we had to like work on for like yeah. a long time totally. <laughs> everything gets more personal too yeah it's like oh this exactly. is just the thing my best friend did now it's like oh this is my boyfriend does it drives me crazy yeah you know? it becomes more true. like about you and like how it affects you rather mm -hmm. than it being He's just kind of like, oh, that's person. just him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like my friend and he does that weird thing. Yeah, yeah totally. It gets yeah. way more personalized. Healthy interdependence is really good. Mm. And not saying like, yeah, letting that person be their individual self. And this is something I had to work on and not only the reflection of me. It's like, mm -hmm. yes, we are together. So when people see him, they'll think of me. But he is not me and I'm not him. And I need to let him be his person and me be my person. And that's that. how we can be best together is when yeah. we give space for our differences. Exactly. Gosh, I love that. There's so many like really great nuggets in this conversation. <laughs> and um, I don't even know where I was going to transition into this, but I'd love to hear more about. So are you going to be doing everything remotely in Spain? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's yeah. so exciting. Yep. So we're, we're living in Barcelona. We have this really cool Airbnb. You can do fun fact for anybody who's thinking of going overseas for a long period of time. If you do long-term stay Airbnb, you get like a 25% discount, which is no awesome. Way. Yeah. So we're going to stay in this beautiful place in 
Barcelona and um, I'm actually thinking about joining a co-working space out there just so I can you know have some friends my husband will be at work all day so I'm a total extrovert and I'll be I'll be bored if I'm sitting <laughs> in the apartment cooped up all day so um, I'll do it remotely I'll keep coaching maybe I'll develop if anybody if any of your listeners are in Europe and need some career coaching or life yeah. coaching um, I'd love to start kind of building a base of clients out in Europe in that time zone um, and then otherwise, yeah, if I need to, if I need to call my client at midnight my time so I can be there for them, I'm happy to do that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That is so cool. I'm so excited for your, your program to come out. I'm so excited for your future. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have this amazing, like abundance mindset even, mm-hmm. right? I feel like everything you've been talking about, like, cause you have so much clarity in kind of like what you want for your life. Mm-hmm that you've been able to manifest it. Mm -hmm. Is that something that, I mean, obviously a lot of us have to work on that, but like, is that a challenge that a lot of people face or at least maybe your clients? Because I feel like sometimes I'm like, I'm aligned with, um, like with the universe and everything (laughs) kind of like falling into place. But then there's some days where I'm just like, there's something off, Mm, you know? Yeah, mindset is is huge. I, th- I feel like mindset is half the battle, is believing that things are working in our favor, believing that it's already here for us. That's actually something I was listening to a recording yesterday um, by a woman named Reagan Helier. Um, she's a super awesome Australian woman, and she was talking about her five steps to manifestation, and one of the things mm. is like, you just thank the universe for already giving it to you. And I was like, okay. So thanking the universe for already giving me you know, my clients in Europe, or for you, thanking the universe for already giving you your next big project that you're excited about, and all the clients that you need, or all of the you know, the finances and the funds that you need to make it happen. And I know it sounds silly, but I feel like energetically when we put that out there and we just believe it's already coming our way, things happen. It's like opportunities open up. Tony Shea, who is the founder of Zappos, um, which has changed recently, but when he was first Mm -hmm. doing Zappos, he used to ask every single candidate, do you believe you're lucky? Ooh. And and it was so interesting because people would like be so surprised by that question. But he didn't really care whether or not they were. He he wanted to know if they believed that they could take any opportunity, you know? And luck is like the combination of um, opportunity and open-mindedness. And so I think that's similar with abundance mindset or manifestation is mm-hmm. to... When we're in scarcity, we can't really be creative, right? And then yeah. there are the practicalities of paying your bills, right? So you have to get your base basic needs met. That's so, so, so important which is part of the reason why I didn't jump into my my business right away. It's like I wanted to grow this thing slowly and have the resources so that I could have the bandwidth and the abundance and the time to create and not have this be my only thing that could support me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like a lot of a lot of people they fear that the, the other shoe is gonna drop, or like the second that they get the good thing that they don't deserve it. I have a, a lot, which is so ironic because men don't feel that way. Mm. You know, we talked about this for the most part. We talked about this um, around like uh, women not applying for jobs that they're not qualified for. Yeah. So like, women only apply for jobs that they feel ninety percent are more qualified for. Men on average, if they're sixty percent qualified, they're like, I'll throw my name in the hat. Mm, you know it's so interesting we just have these really high standards for ourselves yeah um so i'd say if you are someone who wants to like bring something into your life have something believe you know first you have to believe that it's already yours first you have to be grateful to the universe to god to yourself or whatever that it already has come into your life and then Mm -hmm. live as though it's there it's kind of like that visioning exercise right you walk into your first day you have to live as though you already have it. And then you'll be surprised because things do come your way. Oh, I love that. That is so, you're completely right. Yeah. I feel like there's times where I'm just like, oh gosh, I've been like, you know, putting it out there, but like nothing's happening. And then like next thing you know, I remember it was just a few weeks ago. So I'm like in the process of like planning events and stuff mm-hmm. for coffee and convos and you know, finding um, different venues to partner with. And then literally one came out of the blue and was like, hey, if you're ever looking to host um, an event. And I was like, what? And you didn't even ask them? No. It just came your way. Yeah. That's awesome. It's insane. So it's true. It's kind of like you put that out there and the universe is listening or pushing you in the right direction Mm -hmm. for you to 
I don't know, align with that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I freaking love it. I think this is awesome. We're getting close to wrapping up. Mm-hmm. So before we do, I'd love to hear like a piece of advice that you'd give to our audience. A piece of advice. One thing I think is a huge game changer is gratitude. Mm. Starting with gratitude. I know people talk about it a lot. Yeah. And people think, oh, I am a grateful person. But actually the practice of spending time every single day, not just to say it out loud, but to write it down. Write it down and say it out loud. I have a practice where I do it in the evening, then I tell my husband and then I ask him. And or you could tell your friend or you could just say it out loud just to say like here's what I already see is happening in my life. And I think that lens changes everything. Um, So be grateful for what you already have. And also you're allowed to want more. You're so, so, so worthy and allowed to want more than whatever it is that you have right now. So want the dreams. We stop ourselves because we're like, oh, is that selfish to want to be, you know, wealthy or to want to have this awesome job Mm -hmm. or to want to have an amazing relationship? Like, no, you are fully worthy and allowed and celebrated and the universe wants you to have those things, you know? Um, But start with gratitude and, and then see what comes your way. I love that. I actually started doing that every morning is writing like 10 things I'm grateful for. So I could be like, okay, I'm good. And like, how do you feel? So good. I, there's some days that I skip, but whenever I do get to reflect and like read them, like just even from like a few days ago, because each day is different, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's like little things that happen throughout the day or Mm -hmm. like the day before. And you're like, wow, like I, I didn't realize like how impactful like that little thing was or like, Oh, Hey, like I, I got to see a rainbow today, you know? And like, because it's been raining like crazy here in San Diego and I feel like, you know, the rain always like makes me feel like Mm -hmm. sad or like, man, I don't want to like leave my house or do anything productive. But on my way to get like groceries, I saw like a huge rainbow and I was like, this is beautiful. You know, like I would not have been able to do yeah. that if I decided to like stay inside a coffee shop and work. Or and something. I love so that like gratitude makes you an observer because you're like, okay, I have to come up with 10 things. And so you become more mm-hmm. curious and you start looking around at your yeah, life and exactly. just the day-to-day normal things. There's so many days where I've literally said, I'm grateful for food in my fridge. Because there are people who don't have food in their fridge. Yeah. And when we can start with that, like, wow, I'm grateful for, like, working with a healthy body. Like, everything else is a gift. Everything else is a cherry on top. That's so true. That is so, so true. Oh, my gosh. And, right, because we always feel like, oh, gosh, I have to be grateful for, like, the bigger things. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm grateful for, I don't know, like, finally getting the project that I've been wanting to do versus, like, I'm grateful for having coffee with you, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, a little thing, and it's not, like... I'm grateful for coffee with you, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to write this in my journal tomorrow morning. Me, too. I'm going to write it tonight. (laughs) I'm so excited. Um, But, yeah, I really appreciate this. And one last question before we let you go Mm -hmm. is, if you could have coffee and combos with anybody, who would it be? I have an idea. Oh, you do? Okay. okay. Who is it? I want to hear what you say, but I thought about this on my drive over because I know you asked yeah. this question, and my person would be Lady Gaga. No way. Yes. I was not going to expect that. Yes. <laughs> Were you going to say Brene Brown? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I would also love to have coffee and comments with Brene Brown. I, I just love Lady Gaga. I mean, so in love with The Star is Born, and like yeah. that has been saving my life. Like I just listened to that soundtrack on repeat, but Lady Gaga was like bullied as a as a kid and she believed in herself like she just went for it and now she has this born this way foundation and she's a triple threat she's just like amazing and so kind like as despite all her success is so so kind and down to earth so i would love lady gaga if you're listening i would love to get you to a (laughs) cup of coffee (laughs) she'll squeeze it you're gonna manifest that for sure you guys are gonna find each other in barcelona somehow oh my goodness oh that'd be so epic i'm gonna call you when that happens please do please do thank you so much for having me of course and for those who are interested in your new program the mm-hmm. soul career and just to follow mm-hmm. along with like what you're doing where can they find you so they can find me at devinjones.co.co and they can also find me on instagram at underscore devin jones devin is spelled with an i d-e-v-i-n um and on my website i have a freebie called life by your design which is a six-step guide to uh, getting clarity in your career and your life so they can do that 
Um, and the Soul Career actually has its own website, which is thesoulcareer.com. So you can learn all about the program. I have a video there that tells you kind of who this is meant for and gives you all the details there. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited. I'm going to link everything in the show notes and everything on the website. So definitely give her a follow. Thank you again for being here. Thanks so much. I've loved our chat. Me too. Okay. Bye.